at Point Golf Course, 706-283-6000. You know cars and trucks cost less than Traveler's Rest at George Coleman Ford. Did you also know George Coleman Ford is always looking to buy quality pre-owned vehicles from you? Even if you don't buy from them, they can make the process smooth and easy in buying your pre-owned car, truck, or SUV. It's the way George Coleman Ford has been doing business in Traveler's Rest for over 86 years and four generations. Whether buying from them or selling to them, trust in George Coleman Ford. Hey guys, are you missing a step in the gym or in the bedroom? Are those it's not you, it's me moments getting a little too frequent? Is that scale moving in the wrong direction? Odds are you might have low T. Come into Low Country Mail today and get your labs done. For just 200 bucks a month, we take care of your testosterone, labs, doctor visits, and primary care. We also offer low-cost ED plans with the P-Shot and D-Wave therapy. Book today, lowcountrymail.com, 864-920-3066, Pelham Road, Greenville. Go Tigers! Sometimes it's the little victories that mean the most. At Ingalls, we know there's no one you'd rather share those miniature memorable moments with than family. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. This week at Ingalls, select varieties, 8-pack Gatorade, $4.98 each. Select sizes and varieties, Bush's Best Baked or Grill and Beans, 3 for $5. And select 14-pound bag, Beneful Dry Dog Food, $12.98 each. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Are you mechanically inclined and love working with your hands? High demand jobs with great wages are within reach in the exciting world of computerized machining operations. And the CNC Programming and Operations Program at Tri-County Technical College is your best next step. Literally dozens of companies right in our own backyard need you to learn the manual and computer-controlled machining skills today to enter the advanced manufacturing workforce of tomorrow. Learn more at tctc.edu slash CNC. And now back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 1055 The Roar. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show. We have one hour in the books, one hour to go. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you're listening in your car on the app and an internet browser, you can come over to Facebook. we got a good crowd watching over there. You can go to the Roar's Facebook page, or even better, why don't you go to the Mark Childress Show Facebook page. You can watch the show live over there. You can throw me a like and a follow if you would like to do that as well. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. I want to thank the folks back at Mission Control. We've got Ramona and Evan McDowell back there making the magic happen from uh, the radio side. And here in Pronk Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. If you're watching on Facebook, how awesome is this set here? Uh, the team over at Pronk studios is absolutely fantastic and uh, we've got Fax and Childress and Drew Yenser back behind these fancy TVs right here uh, making the magic happen on the Facebook Live side. Hey, if you want to get on board, uh, we don't have any guests this uh, segment. You're welcome to give us a call, 864-654-7627. Again, that's 654-7627. Jump on board. We'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, the Wake Forest game this weekend. Also, uh, those of you out there, we're going to talk about this a lot more next week leading up to the game, but are you redshirting? Are you keeping your tickets? this year. I'm curious how the decision making has gone down on all of that. Um, so Richmond Weaver is here with me. Richmond used to be a college basketball coach, used to be a manager for the Clemson basketball team. Mm-hmm. So uh, yes. you're my go-to college basketball guy. So you and I talk about college basketball a lot. And two stories hit today that I was interested in. Number one, a guy that we're both really big fans of, Bob Ritchie, 
getting a contract extension at Furman. Well deserved. Sounds like a donor stepped up and, you know, maybe made the money work. It doesn't feel like Bob's going to be at Furman for too many more years. But, man, he's doing an amazing job there. I was looking, he's 73 and 26 in three seasons. He won a school record 25 games last year. Perfect APR. Perfect from a graduation perspective, he's doing everything right over there. I know he's a friend of yours. We've had him on the show before. He's a great dude. So I was really glad to see that today. Well-deserved. And obviously, all of his success happened after he was a guest on Rich Take on Sports yes. podcast. Well, right? Of course. Your, your podcast. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yep. No, just talking about mature and just... Um, has this wisdom about him mm-hmm. at a young age. Yes. Uh, and I, I think it's because of just his upbringing. And if you go listen to the podcast that I did with him, you hear some of that. And just the mindset that he has, I mean, the discipline that he has, mm-hmm. and it's translating to now success you know, on the basketball court. And I'm so excited for what he's been able to do at Furman and what I think he still will be able to do I think it's just unfortunate for Furman that they're probably not going to be able to hold on to him for too much longer because somebody else is going to come pick him up yeah. just because they're going to recruit him away. Mm-hmm. And But that's the nature of college basketball and these you know mid-major schools. That just, that's what happens. And I think also what you were able to see, not did, I should say, Bob didn't always get the most talented players from a recruiting standpoint because recruiting at Furman is difficult. Yes. And that's what's even more impressive. Yeah, the acad- academic bar is very high. Very high. Mm-hmm. And there's limitations financially and relative to other schools uh, within their conference. But what he's able to do is he's able to take those players and develop them. And so when they come in as a freshman, they're still kind of raw and he sees that diamond in the rough so to speak and he's able to develop those players so then when you've got the upperclassmen juniors and seniors then all of a sudden you're starting to see these guys become all-conference players because he's been able to develop them Mm -hmm. and that's one of the key things that i think has been part of his success i think that uh, has a lot uh, in similar there with uh, Dabo and his staff they do an incredible job of developing players. I mean, now they're getting these amazing recruits. They've always gotten good recruits, but it's the Hunter Renfros that come up and, and do things. And, and there's a story almost every year of a guy that, would, I mean, Travis Etienne was a three-star. You know, now he's performing like a five-star. So um, it's good to see. So we're really excited for him. And then breaking news today, and I just kind of looked at it, and I'm, I haven't told you yet what I think about this, so I'm interested to see no. if we agree. So ACC coaches came out today with a proposal that every single college basketball team should play in the NCAA tournament next year. And they're very passionate about this. Like each of them came out with individual statements today saying, we want everybody to play in the NCAA tournament next year. And it's an interesting concept because there wasn't an NCAA tournament last year or this past season because of uh, the COVID quarantine and everything going on with that. What is your take on letting everybody play in this year's tournament. Before we go there, I, I do want to go walk back to when March Madness was canceled. Yes. And you and I have talked about this a little bit, uh, but I, I still am fascinated by how people are not really talking about it enough that mm-hmm. no champion was crowned in college basketball. And at the time, 
Yes, there was some conversations about it, and everybody, I get it, was also trying to figure out this whole COVID thing. So you had that whole aspect, and people didn't know what to think in terms of what was going on. Was this truly a pandemic worldwide? So that obviously took some focus away. But just when you were talking sports, it was moving on. Well, that's that's okay. College basketball is not going to have a champion, but... Just as long as college football is going to be okay, right? That's true. Everybody put it in the rearview mirror really quick. Really quick. Very fast. Mm -hmm. And so I I think this is also one of those uh, opportunities because everything is so unique. It's so unprecedented Mm -hmm. right now. You're seeing some leagues tinker with some things out of necessity to a certain degree. But this is an opportunity to try some things a little bit different. And... I don't mind that they're willing to push the envelope and go all in because I think they're trying to push that we don't want any conference games or non-conference games, just conference games. So if you have that, then everybody can be in the same. It sounds like they cancel the conference tournaments as well at the end of the season. Yes, exactly. Yes, that's what they want to do. So you play in your conference. Then everybody plays in the postseason, right. and you just whittle it down from 340-plus teams yeah. and, to one. And just know that the ACC has been pushing for expansion for several years now. Mm-hmm. And this, obviously, this is a little bit excessive on the expansion. But it would be entertaining. It would be unique. It would be different. Because, again, we know the season's different anyway. Yes. So why not try this? Now, this doesn't have to be something that's going to occur every single year. I don't think they would ever try to do this on a permanent basis. But it has the heavyweight of Mike Krzyzewski that's leading the charge. Mm-hmm. Now, we say it's all of the ACC coaches, yes, and they all are unanimous. But this is coming from Coach K. Why, why do you think they're doing this? What, what does the ACC have to gain by having a tournament where everyone's invited or or spearheading the idea of it not being 60. It should be 64. It's 68. I know. And, but I'm I'm the the old school guy that still wants it 64. Mm -hmm. Now there's a lot of other people that say that's not even old school. I'm surprised you're excited about everybody playing in it. Well, I'm excited about it just because it would bring some excitement to college basketball and mm-hmm. i think college basketball i mean i love college basketball i think it gets overshadowed uh quite a bit especially uh everything going on right now like i just mentioned and so why not try something a little different mm-hmm. and bring some fans back into it uh some of those casual fans because then all of a sudden i mean it would be one of those things where i mean you're going to everybody's going to be wanting to see that upset occur and yeah with 350 teams, there's going to be some upsets that happen. It'll be uh, interesting to watch. I'll tell you my thoughts uh, on it on a minute here, in a minute here, but uh, let's go to the Northland Communication phone lines. We've got Jason on board. He wants to talk Clemson football. 654-7627 if you want to get in. Jason, what's up, man? What's on your mind? Hey, guys. uh, Enjoy the show. I'm glad you guys are back on. Um, Thank you. Hey, I wanted to... Yeah, you guys are talking about, you know, aspects of the team that are the most exciting coming into the game. And I got to tell you, I'm really fired up over Brian Brzee and Miles Murphy. I mean, if you think about it, mm-hmm. I can't remember a time that Dabo has been so upfront about that these guys are ready-made, built to come in. You know, when you think back to, like, Cleland, when he came in, I think Cleland came off of a torn ACL as a senior but uh, in high school. But, I mean... You really got to go back to Christian Wilkins. I know that's not that far back, but I'm saying 
Christian Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence, those are the only two guys that I really remember Dabo going on and on about. I mean, even when we picked up Xavier Thomas, I don't remember Dabo talking that much about him. Now, some of that was because we had the Power Rangers in front of him. But I'm really excited to see what those guys can do physically. They look the part. And anything that gets us back to uh, a four-man defensive line where we're just dominating up front. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just so excited to see what Brent Venables does this season. Yeah, Jason, uh, thanks for the call, man. A lot of uh, really good stuff there. Yeah, he's being very vocal about it. You know, last year was a weird year. I mean, the, I don't want to say the defensive line talent was not there, but you lost the the Power Rangers. Uh, Xavier Thomas with his concussion, he wasn't able to be there. Uh, Venables felt like he needed to go to you know almost a three-man front for the majority of the season and and doing everything that he did last year. I think part of it is is you want to return to your roots, right? I think they've got the, the the dogs now to be able to put four guys up front. You've got a couple of freshmen that are going to make a big impact. You've got some nice returning talent as well that you're going to be able to watch. And I am very excited about that. Not that I didn't love Clemson's defense last year. But it just felt a little bit different, right? I mean, it was really geared for the linebackers and specifically Isaiah Simmons and uh, the safeties to make a bunch of plays last year. I think we're going to be back to uh, terrorizing quarterbacks with really big guys on the defensive line, and that makes me very excited. Well, I, I think when you have the perspective uh, talking about how vocal Dabo has been, I think you have to listen to Dabo. Mm-hmm. He knows, and again, he's, he was trying to tell everybody, Guys, I'm telling you, if you pass on Deshaun Watson, it's like passing on Michael Jordan. Yeah. And that seems to be living up uh, just in the Michael NFL. Jordan money. Yes, yeah. he sure did. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same way when you uh, have these guys like uh, Brzee coming in and already, I mean, making an impact and gaining the attention that quickly uh, of the coaching staff for them to even be that vocal about it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times they hold that stuff close to their vest, yes. right? And don't want to really, you know, talk too much about that. And that's why I think it is just from a perspective that he can't hold it back. Yeah. <laughs> because he's probably going to be playing pretty early. And at the end of the day, again, it comes down to you got to have an offensive line protect your quarterback. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a quarterback, and then you've got to have a defensive line that can get after the opposing quarterback. And I think last year, the talent level in all of the other areas, we were able to still dominate people mm-hmm. until we went up against some teams, all of a sudden had some talent that was very similar. Ohio State. Right. LSU, mm-hmm. and then when you're not able to get Joe Burrow in a you know a real true pass rush situation, he can pick people apart. Mm-hmm. We saw that, and I think that's where we started to miss the Power Rangers yeah. in that LSU game, and especially the guys in the middle. I mean, Tyler Davis had an amazing season as a freshman last year. And he's going to be back. So he's at one of the tackles. And then you've got Pinckney and Brissie is in there with Jordan Williams. It's going to be tough to run the football up the middle on the Tigers this year. It's going to be very tough. And that's going to change the dynamic completely, and it's going to free up those defensive ends to make some big plays. Miles Murphy's getting such uh, upside. I'm really excited to see K.J. Henry and what he brings this year. Justin Foster has just been uh, you know, getting better and better each season as he goes down the road. So uh, that was a great call there. I really appreciate it. And I'm uh, very excited about the defensive line. And um, I agree with you, you know, going back to the college basketball topic. 
I like the idea of having everybody in the NCAA tournament one time. I like, let's do it this year. Yes. It's, uh, like you said, it's going to be a weird year anyway. It's, uh, you know, baseball's letting 47 teams into the playoffs this year. Uh, football added some teams to the playoffs this year uh, in the NFL. You're doing things a little bit differently. So this would be the time to go out and try something. I just, I guess I didn't really understand the motivation still for Coach K and the ACC to just be so, here it is, guys. We've got to do it. I don't know what the motivation is behind it. Why, why would they want to let more people into a tournament that historically their conference is kind of dominated? Why would you want to change all of that suddenly here in this one year? Is it just because it's more money for college basketball to make up for all the money they lost last year? Is it as simple as that? Or is there something that I'm just completely missing? Uh, yeah, I, I think you might just be overthinking it here. Okay. I, I do think it's just to create some excitement around college basketball. Okay. I, I really truly That's believe fair. that and uh because i i don't know there i can't think of any other reason why the acc would be granted again they're a proponent of expanding anyway because yeah. If they expanded to 72, that's what they wanted to do several years ago. Yes. Expanded to 72 versus 68. But that would be an opportunity for more ACC teams to get in. Mm-hmm. So I could that's see true. why they would want to do that because there was obviously the talk the ACC was the best college basketball conference. But there's there's no upside because everybody, I mean, yeah. <laughs> everybody's in. Other than the fact it would just be so exciting for college basketball. There's already people talking about they – they, their interest in college basketball has waned over the years, mm-hmm. uh, i.e. Mark Childress, right? My, my interest in college basketball hasn't <laughs> waned over the years. Come on now. Yeah, no, I'm still, you, are you being serious? I love college basketball. Yeah, but you're, you're not, I guess, you, I, I feel that you haven't really embraced it, though, as, as much. Uh, maybe so. If, if that's the case, I mean, I'm big into the Tigers basketball team. I mean, season ticket holder last two years. Yeah, okay. So I've been going to games. All right. Well, I that, don't know. That, that obviously. But you, I mean, this is what I was going to say. But you're the purist, right? You're the I know. Coach. Yeah. So you love the game. So for you, it's it's good for college basketball. I'm kind of being a cynic and saying, what am I missing? <laughs> right. It's got to be money, right? Or it's got to be something. So that, well, I, that kind of proves your point right there that maybe I'm not in in love with the right parts of the game because I'm cynically trying to figure out what the angle is on why the ACC would want everybody in a tournament and that's a very fair question mm-hmm. yeah that is a very fair question i just think it comes down to uh, let, let's bring some attention to college basketball especially yep. how college basketball ended and how their season was truly interrupted yes all, all these other sports are having interruptions as well but mm-hmm. none like college basketball no and, and putting, I don't know, 67 more games on, I have no idea. I'd have to do the math on, on all the ways to get there. Or are you going to do some double elimination element of it? I mean, I, I don't know. The, the idea of taking, putting an extra weekend or two on the front end of the greatest tournament in sports already isn't a bad thing. I mean, I have no objection to it. It isn't a bad thing. But are you going to watch, I mean, is it really going to be one versus 351? Or are they going to do 351 versus 206. You see what I'm saying? I want to see what it looks like. Listen, I'm all in for it. More college basketball, good. Let everybody in, good. One time, let's see how it works. I'm interested to see how it's going to look and what it's going to be like. The logistics behind it 
or it's going to be it's going to have to be crazy. Yeah, because are you going to watch the two hundred and fourteenth team versus the three hundred and thirty eighth team? Are you going to watch that game? No, I like, would. Be excited yes. about it. I mean, I would watch it too. Yeah, I would watch it too. Yeah, Might so not be great would. basketball, but. Uh, it would still be interesting. All right. Uh, good stuff, as always. Hey, we're going to uh, take a quick break. Coming up after this break, two-time national champion, linebacker number 34, Mr. Kendall Joseph, will be joining us. This is the Mark Childress Show. Trying to recognize myself when I feel I've been replaced. Hey guys, seems like we hear too much about toxic masculinity these days and not enough about men being men. At Low Country Mail, we are focused on one thing, making men men again. For just 200 bucks a month, we take care of your testosterone, labs, physicals, doctor visits, and primary care. Want to be bigger, stronger, and last longer in the bedroom? Ask us about the P-Shot and the Big D-Wave therapy. Book today, lowcountrymail.com, 864-920-3066. Pelham Road, Greenville. Go Tigers! You know cars and trucks cost less than Traveler's Rest at George Coleman Ford. Did you also know George Coleman Ford is always looking to buy quality pre-owned vehicles from you? Even if you don't buy from them, they can make the process smooth and easy in buying your pre-owned car, truck, or SUV. It's the way George Coleman Ford has been doing business in Traveler's Rest for over 86 years and four generations. Whether buying from them or selling to them, trust in George Coleman Ford. The time has come for you to get your new South Carolina driver's license or ID. Visit scdmvonline.com to learn more about Real ID and what you need to buy your new license today. You may even be eligible to buy your new Real ID online and avoid an SCDMV branch altogether. Gather all required documents now and buy your Real ID with Gold Star at any SCDMV office in the state. Make sure your ID will get you on an airplane or into a federal building before it's too late. Visit scdmvonline.com and make the switch today. I'm Kristen Bennett. 2020 has been a year of challenges, but we are a resilient bunch. Just like Bennett Equipment's lineup of Takichi products. Whether it's compact track loaders, excavators, or wheel loaders, we have the power, stamina, and experience to overcome any obstacle. Bennett has three convenient upstate locations in Piedmont, Spartanburg, and Seneca. Whether you're renting or buying, we have you covered. Visit us at BennettEquipment.net. We wish you all good health and success. And remember, if you need to rent it, rent it from Bennett. Why shop Reed's Jewelers? Better yet, why not? Reed's Jewelers invites you to make them your jeweler. And you'll soon discover why so many like you now shop Reed's. From their award-winning staff to their impressive selection of jewelry to their customer-friendly financing, Reed's Jewelers Haywood Mall invites you to join the thousands of customers who have started a relationship with them. We'd love to see you. Reed's Jewelers Haywood Mall next to Belk. Online at reeds.com. Hey, Tiger fans, Lake Cubbage with Lakeside Lodge Clemson. If you're looking for a great place to beat the heat this summer, look no further than Lakeside Lodge Clemson. A -a one-of-a-kind condo hotel, Lakeside Lodge has all the best resort amenities like a pool overlooking the lake and a poolside bar open weekends. So whether you are looking for a weekend getaway or you're in the market for none of the stress but all of the comforts of condo ownership, Lakeside Lodge is the perfect place to cool off. To find out more, go to lakesidelodgeclemson.com. 
today on Hey Culligan, cleaner, safer drinking water. We got Chris in Cleveland. Hey Culligan, I have a water pitcher. Is that safe? Uh, basic water pitchers are, let's say, passable, but a Culligan reverse osmosis system can do way more and help reduce lead, arsenic, something called pesticide runoff. Uh, hey Culligan? Yeah, Chris? I- I'll take one of those reverse... Uh, reverse uh, osmosis to get the mostas out of your drinking water? Chris, we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Hello, Tiger fans. This is James Hill, Executive Director of Clemson Downs. For 40 years, Clemson Downs has served the Clemson community as the Clemson area's only CCRC. Clemson Downs proudly supports Coach Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers as they get ready for another fantastic season and their upcoming game against the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest. Clemson Downs offers independent living, assisted living, memory care, and skilled nursing. Visit ClemsonDowns.com or call 654-1155. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show. Been having a great time tonight. If you're listening on uh, in your car, on the app, and an internet browser, Come on over to Facebook. Go to the Roar's Facebook page. Go to the Mark Childress Show Facebook page. We are the only show in upstate South Carolina that's simulcast. We are in the Prox Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. You can hang out with us uh, over on Facebook. It's a good way to interface with the show. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. We are going to go straight to the Northland Communication phone lines. He is a two-time national champion, linebacker, war number 34. It's Mr. Kendall Joseph. Kendall, man, how's your night going? We're going great, Mark. Thank you for having me. Of course, Kendall. It's an honor to uh, have you. So, Kendall, I know you're traveling. I appreciate you making some time uh, for us this week. What are your thoughts? Well, actually, before I ask you about Wake Forest, um, what do you remember about the couple of days leading up to game one of uh, some of the seasons when you were at Clemson? Like uh, your senior year, um, do you have butterflies? Are you just ready to get it over with? Is there a lot of emotion? Is there no emotion? I'm curious what's kind of going through your head as you prepare for that first game of the season. Right. I mean, well, you definitely have those butterflies preparing for game one. But I think the main feeling you have or most players have is at the end of the day, you're just ready to hit somebody else, hit somebody that's not your teammate, you know. (laughs) And so I know these guys are just ready. They don't care who it is. They just want to hit somebody else and be able to go full go and just have that contact. So that's always what I look forward to, just being able to really play football. When you were a senior there in that last year, are you cognizant of the freshmen that are going to be walking out on a college football field for the first time? And it's hard to call it a hostile environment, what will be going on on Saturday with no fans. But are you cognizant of uh, some of the freshmen knowing that they're going to have to get in there, some of them, and contribute and do things like that? Are you trying to prepare them? Is it like hazing and you don't tell them anything and they just show up and figure it out for themselves? How does that all work? (laughs) Uh, No, definitely not at Clemson. I mean, you, you want to prepare these guys and help these guys because, you know, you remember being in that same position where, you didn't know how you were going to perform in that first game of your career. So I remember those days, and as a leader and as a senior, you definitely want to take care of those guys and just reassure them that their preparation is everything they need to take into the game. And we're continuing with Kendall Joseph, two-time national champion linebacker for Clemson. And, Kendall, it's great talking to you. And 
Uh, as I joked with Mark earlier, uh, just having you on Clemson's greatest games, you became a star. So good. You, you were the guy <laughs> who shined more more than anybody else. But when you look back and uh, going through the Clemson's greatest games and kind of reliving some of those uh, stories, what are some of the memories that you have, uh, especially as college football is getting started again? Oh man, you just think back to those times, and what you—the first thing you go back to is those summer workouts with Joey Batson. You, how can you forget that, right? And um, just being out there with your teammates and really grinding for the season—you know—it's great when you get out there on the field, but nobody gets to see all the hard work that, that's been put in day after day. So to be able to kind of put that work in and know that you're ready to go—it's it's the best feeling in the world. And we're hanging out with Kendall Joseph, at Kendall Joseph 34 if you want to follow him over there on Twitter. Uh, Kendall, as we start looking forward to uh, the weight game this weekend, uh, what do you remember about, I guess you would have gone up to, uh, to Winston-Salem a couple of times as a Tiger. What do you remember about uh, going up there, the environment, and, uh, and Wake Forest teams? Yeah, well, the main thing about Wake Forest is they're always really well coached. And so that's the thing we always were prepared for. And going up there, the fans do a good job of trying to make that environment you know it's a smaller stadium but they do a good job of making it loud but uh Wake Forest has always been a well-coached team and I'm sure they'll come out this year looking the same way. Kendall what are uh what are you uh focused on the most I guess for the ball game this weekend are you instantly gravitating towards the linebackers um is that what you think about the most when you're watching these games are you getting prepared? Absolutely it's in my blood I can't help but uh check out the linebackers <laughs> and see what they're doing uh even if, I, even if I want to look at somebody else, my eyes always drift back to the linebackers. But I'm so ready to see the defense and see how they prepare and how they come out. Um, I always know that feeling is a great one where you've been, especially being with Coach Venables, he's really preparing those guys hard and the game plan will look great. And so, Kendall, what do you mean when your eyes naturally gravitate towards the linebackers? So what are you picking up on? What are you watching specifically uh, when you're doing that? Uh, well, just being playing linebacker so long, uh, while I might may not know the call per se, um, I can kind of pick out what what call the defense is in and kind of figure out, you know, what gaps the linebackers may have to hit or what their responsibilities are. So naturally, I'm just kind of looking for that, uh, looking to see if they did their job and uh, kind of reliving the good old days in a way. <laughs> so you say you, you don't re- you got to remember the play calls. I mean, I'm assuming knowing what the down and distance and things like that are, you, you, you still remember, right? You know what you think oh, should be called, and I'm guessing Brent's still calling that. Well, that's the thing about Brent. He probably has a whole new playbook in. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. We continue to hang out with uh, Kendall Joseph. So, Kendall, I know that uh, you know Jamie Skalski and, uh, and Bale Inspector. Uh, both of those guys are uh, shown as starters on the depth chart this year. What do you remember about those guys? What are their strengths, and uh, what kind of seasons do you expect them to have this year? Oh, man. Well, they're both extremely hard workers, and Jamie's developed into an excellent leader. Um, and Jamie, he just I remember from the first day he stepped on campus, the best thing about him is his natural instincts for the game. He's a wrecking ball, and he's able to catch the flow of the plays and often so quickly. And so he's really great. And Balin, being able to watch him kind of grow right before my eyes, he's extremely athletic. He's really great in coverage, and uh, he really can do anything you ask him to do. So those guys together, I expect a great season from those two guys. And you know, with Skalski, I'd forgotten about it until I saw it earlier this week. He had the targeting 
in the second half of the LSU game. So he has to sit out. It, you know, Kendall, that's got to be killing him to sit out the first half oh, of the game against Wake Forest. That's absolutely awful. And it's, it's like uh, it's just like another thing to add on in 2020 in a way. Like, man, you kind of thought they would forget about that call. <laughs> but, they, you know, they definitely didn't forget. So I know he's hating that. Yeah, I saw somebody on social media say it seems like five years ago that that game was played. And I think that's pretty accurate. It does seem like uh, uh, that long ago. So, hey, we continue to hang out with Kendall Joseph at Kendall Joseph 34 on Twitter if you want to follow him there. Uh, Kendall, what are your thoughts on uh, the Wake Forest game as a whole this weekend? Do you see blowout? Do you see it being a close game for a while? What what are your thoughts uh, on what we're going to see on Saturday night? Yeah, well, I mean, it's been a really long time since both of these guys have gotten to play some real football. So I expect the first half to kind of be, you know, the, the coordinators, offensive calls, and the defensive callers to really just try to fill their playbook out, get the players really in the back of, back in the groove of things. And so I expect to kind of the bus wide open in the second half. I, I definitely am excited to see the the matchup in the trenches. I know Wake Forest has some pretty good D linemen, and uh, Clemson's offensive line has turned into a really uh, strong point of their offense. So I'll be looking forward to seeing that as well. Yeah, I think that'll be good. So, uh, Kendall, I put it out on Facebook that people could ask you some questions here while we're chatting. So we've had a couple that have come in. Uh, this one's from Mike uh, Rabrigi. If I pronounced your last name wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, what was it like to play against Alabama in the national title game? Oh, it was great. Uh, you definitely know you're playing Alabama when you play them. Uh, everybody's faster. Everybody's bigger. And, you know, they're really well coached. But it was an awesome experience. The proper response should have been, which time? Because you you beat them twice in the national title game when you were there. So uh, that would have been interesting to see. (laughs) Yeah, go with that next time, man. It's perfectly fine to do that. And then uh, our good buddy Al Kuhn asked, uh, who's the best player that you played with and who is the best player that you played against? Oh, wow. The best player I played against would uh, be Lamar Jackson. And the best player that I've played with Wow. That's tough. You, you can I'll pass go, on it because there's uh, a lot of good ones. Yeah, it's too hard to say. It's too hard yeah. to say. Because <laughs> they're, they're still all his friends, man. If he says one, then the other guy's <laughs> calling him in like uh, 30 seconds. What do you mean, man? That guy was better than me. You know I was better than him. So that's good. That's you know, uh, we covered... We covered uh, that game in Clemson's greatest games, right? That uh, 26 games, 2016 win against Louisville and Lamar Jackson, all the amazing things that he's gone uh, on to do in the NFL. For people that missed that episode, you talked uh, in the episode. You got a you got an IV at halftime, right? And and you and, and Ben Bulware were like completely gassed at the end of that game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that game we had 99 plays on the defensive side of the ball. And so that was the most I ever played in the game. And it was it was just extremely intense, especially with all the emotions that were tied into it, with it being game day and night game. All that kind of stuff was draining us. But it, it gave us energy at the end of the game when we needed as well. Yeah, that was an amazing – that's still that, – that's my favorite game in Death Valley. I think I said that on the episode uh, that I've ever been to. That was just an amazing one. One more question on Facebook, and then we'll let you get back to uh, whatever you got going on uh, this evening. Do you have a funny Brent Venable story that you can tell on the air? 
Do you have bleepers? You have bloopers where you can beep it out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. that, that may be the answer there, but uh, he, he's got to be. I mean, obviously, he's just as he's just as advertised, right? He, he's got to be a fun. Is he a fun guy to play for? Is he terrorizing at times? I mean, what was it like to play for Brent? It, it's it's not fun to play for Coach Venables until game day, right? Because during the okay. week, you know, he's he, he's he's jumping down your throat. I mean, he's demanding a lot of, out of you. And you kind of wonder, man, well, he cut, cut me some slack. And then you get to the game, and you know every single play that the offense is going to run, and you're so prepared, and it's like, okay, this guy's really a genius. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a love-hate relationship because uh, he demands so much out of you during the week. But once game time comes, uh, all the hard work pays off, and you see how great he really is. So all those stories are true, right? Because I've heard a bunch of times that – you guys will come to the sidelines like before a big play at a timeout, and Brent will basically tell you the play that the other team's about to run, and then they run it. That happens more often than not, right? Absolutely. Either that or just because of the way he's prepared you throughout the week, the way he's uh, you know watched film with you and made you watch film, you're able to recognize those formations, able to recognize those tendencies. I mean, that's really the game within the game, and uh, he does a great job of just preparing us for those small little details that we have to recognize when we're out there on the field. Great stuff. Kendall Joseph at Kendall Joseph 34 on Twitter. Hey, uh, Kendall, before I let you go, um, I think this is public knowledge now and it's been announced, but uh, I host the Tiger Tailgate Show, uh, the pregame on the radio side throughout the Clemson Tigers network uh, during the season. Kendall, it will be an honor to have you as a co-host of that show with me this year, along with uh, Daja Davidson, man. I cannot wait to see you on Saturday. We were going to have a blast. Oh, I know. it Absolutely. I appreciate it. Uh, you guys having me on, and uh, I look forward to learning a lot from you this year. It's going to be good stuff. Mr. Kendall Joseph, have yourself a great night. Number 34, two times nas- two-time national champion. I could talk to him literally for like two hours. Hey, I will be talking to him for two hours on the Tiger Tailgate Show on Saturday, but uh, that, that was funny. I, I knew his answer to the Brent Venables question was going to be, I'm not sure I can really tell those stories here. <laughs> no, We're not. fine with that. We're no, fine with that. That's all right. Well, I, I do know that if it wasn't for Brent Venables, then Kendall Joseph is not at Clemson, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shared on Rich Take on Sports podcast uh, with me talking about his recruiting, and he'd committed to Duke. He told Duke he was he was going, and he had to call uh, Coach Venables and let him know that he was going to go to Duke. And they talked for almost three hours. Wow! And Coach Venables. Had Kendall reverse his decision. That's incredible. Crazy, right? And what a great player uh, he was uh, for the Tigers. And, you know, I, I think you think about uh, Ben Bulware a lot, but, you know, Kendall Joseph right there with him. And then in 2018, yes. it, it was really, you know, you talk about the Power Rangers, but Kendall was an essential part of everything going on in that as well. I think he is, uh, I think everyone thinks that Kendall Joseph was a great player at Clemson because he was, but he is overlooked a little bit, I think. He is. The stats that he put up, some of the big moments that he had and tackles that he had at big moments uh, were very impressive. There were so many games that he was the leading tackler. Yes. And that's what was impressive. That was like, oh my goodness, I totally forgot about that when we were going through some of these games that it was Kendall Joseph who yeah. led the team in tackles and, and especially in that uh, 2016 season. I mean, he was... Uh, one of the top producers and I think he gets overlooked a lot of times too because some of the big plays and I remember like distinctly 
uh, down at Florida State uh, in 2016, mm-hmm. and uh, the, obviously the, the big sack that Bullware has, you know, at the end. But as Ben describes it, it's Kendall who's leading, and he's the he's basically the guy that takes the brunt of everything. He's given up his body. He's given up his body, yeah. and it allows Ben to go around the end there. And so it's it's those type of things that are not in the stat sheets they're not picked up necessarily you know on tv or you know fans really pick up on it because you just see ben bullware get the play but he probably that doesn't happen if it's not for kendall joseph doing his assignment and that's why i think you know he he's definitely one of those guys that gets overlooked and uh, it's well deserved that he's going to be on the tiger tailgate show and Mm -hmm. i I would tell you and i told this to him and again how he was a star of clemson's greatest games but my wife, when she was watching some of the episodes, I'd always ask you know, her feedback, uh-huh. and she would always tell me. And then, so there was one episode, and I was like, "Yeah, so what'd you think?" And she's like, "Ah, yeah, it was pretty good." I was like, "What do you mean it was pretty good?" She's like, "Yeah, well, Kendall wasn't in it." <laughs> <laughs> well, Kendall's going to be the star of the Tiger Tailgate Show is uh, is well coming up, and I am uh, I am totally fine with that. Al Coon jumping in on Facebook, very impressive young man. Couldn't have said it better myself, Al. I think we're all in agreement on that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back for one final segment, kind of a catch-all. I've got some things I want to talk to uh, to Richmond about. Uh, Richmond and I are also involved with a bunch of things coming up uh, during the football season. We'll catch you up on where all you can find us. This is the Mark Childress Show. Hours in the corner better bacon, egg, and cheese than Bojangles Bacon, Egg, and Cheese Biscuit. Try one today for just $1.99 for a limited time. Bojangles, it's bow time. Getting tired of your lunch options? Change it up with Little Caesars Hot and Ready Lunch Combo. Wowee, the winds of change. Get four slices of pepperoni deep, deep dish pizza plus a 20-ounce drink now for only four bucks. Goodbye. Where are you going? Little Caesars, obviously. Get the Little Caesars Lunch Combo. Now just four bucks, hot and ready, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. weekdays. Available at participating locations for a limited time plus tax. William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at scoresdiamondjewelers.com and I want to be your jeweler. 
Sockham Dog Brewing and Gastropub is Oconee's newest full-service restaurant with a view. Named after the Sockham Dog Rapids on the Chattooga River, Sockham Dog infuses great food with local brews and killer views. Take advantage of their full patio, inside seating and bar seating, while following state guidelines to keep you safe Tuesday through Sunday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Pair their signature craft beers with their mouth-watering burgers, wings, and flatbreads at Sockham Dog, located on 1308 Falcons Drive in Wahala, or visit their Facebook page for events. The Blue Heron Restaurant, located in historic downtown Pendleton, is open for business. Offering dine-in service, enjoy your favorite menu items or that bottle of wine you've been craving. Char-grilled filet mignon, sushi, crab cakes, chicken wings, amaretto cheesecake, and so much more. Are you hungry yet? If you're not quite ready to dine in, call in a curbside order for pickup. To place your to-go order, call 864-653-3354 or 864-653-3364. Visit the Blue Heron on Facebook and Instagram for specials and updates. The time has come for you to get your new South Carolina driver's license or ID. Visit scdmvonline.com to learn more about Real ID and what you need to buy your new license today. You may even be eligible to buy your new Real ID online and avoid an SCDMV branch altogether. Gather all required documents now and buy your Real ID with Gold Star at any SCDMV office in the state. Make sure your ID will get you on an airplane or into a federal building before it's too late. Visit scdmvonline.com and make the switch today. I'm Kristen Bennett. 2020 has been a year of challenges, but we are a resilient bunch. Just like Bennett Equipment's lineup of Takuchi products. Whether it's compact track loaders, excavators, or wheel loaders, we have the power, stamina, and experience to overcome any obstacle. Bennett has three convenient upstate locations in Piedmont, Spartanburg, and Seneca. Whether you're renting or buying, we have you covered. Visit us at BennettEquipment.net. We wish you all good health and success. And remember, if you need to rent it, rent it from Bennett. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back in. Final segment of the Mark Childress Show. 864-654-7627 if you want to jump on board and uh, chat with us. You're also free to uh, ask us questions on Facebook. We're the only show in the upstate of South Carolina that is simulcast on the radio and on Facebook every week. We're in the Pronk Studios in Greenville. We've had a great crowd tonight, a bunch of uh, fantastic questions as well throughout the evening. So uh, it's been good to be a part of that. So uh, we got a great question on Facebook. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. Richmond, I'll ask you this. Um, do you like that the AC? This comes from Hart Vaughn. Do you like that the ACC eliminated the divisions this year? Pros, cons. What do you think? Yeah, I, I like it. I don't know if they'll go to it permanently. I just think that uh, it's just so easy when you have the divisions to crown the uh, ACC champion because you can have yeah. a winner from each division. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think there's an aspect of it also gives teams the ability to be able to hoist a division trophy trophy i should say right so you, Do you can think people actually care about division trophies you think that's important fans might not but from a recruiting standpoint for coaches and players that's yes fair. because it's an opportunity to to win something and well, it's one of Dabo's goals every year yes. in the division so that's well, fair and especially from a coaching perspective because if you can say yeah, I've won the Atlantic Division seven straight years. I mean, that's something you can have on your resume. Right. Uh, and the same, you know, for players. Fans, maybe not so much. But I like the one division, again, right now because of 
just craziness that we have. But it also reminds me going back to the old ACC days. And I like that. And even more so when I'm thinking back to college basketball, that's why I loved the ACC back in the day when each team played each other twice, mm-hmm. you know, in the ACC and just had the the one right. uh, division. So I like it right now just because it's a little bit different and it obviously allowed Notre Dame to come in. And I think it brings excitement to the ACC having Notre Dame in. So do you like the divisions or not? Because you argued both sides. No, no, no. I'm saying I should say, I, yeah, I like okay. the one. Mm-hmm. Just no divisions. I just like the one conference. So you would like for it to be it. like that going forward? Yeah, I wouldn't mind it Okay, going forward. But I don't think they will do it. I guess that was where I was going is that they they won't do it because just the money involved. And yeah. it's easier to crown the division winners to play for an ACC championship because you don't have to worry so much about oh, you know, it's a, perc- a winning percentage. Yes. I uh, and Hart brings up a point that I was going to be with divisions. You could have like a six and five team in the championship game. Um, the division concept is good, but there have not been very many good matchups in the ACC championship game, and not just when Clemson was winning them and when Florida State was winning them too. It ended up being a blowout a lot. And if you went back to some of those years, and Clemson and Florida State who were clearly the two best teams in the in the ACC, could have played each other again in the ACC championship game, I think you'd have had some legendary games. You would have. So I like the idea of doing that. They made the right decision this year because if you would have stuck Notre Dame in the Coastal, all those teams would have thrown their hands up in the air. Well, that's not fair. You know, we have an extra team in here now, and Notre Dame's really good. If you'd have stuck them over in the Atlantic... Notre Dame probably would have been like, why are you sticking us in over there with Clemson? We don't want to have to play them and, and have to beat them in the Atlantic. Put us in the Coastal. So they made the right decision. I'm going to guess they're going to go back to it. But with the way things are in college football right now, I mean, all bets are off. I mean, all you, bets you could are. really start yeah. making some changes. And if the Big Ten and Pac-12 don't play this year, do you even have a Power Five anymore? I mean, all bets are off. So going forward, it would be it would be interesting. Yeah, no one could have predicted that with the ACC that the Miamis of the world would have never lived up to the expectations. No. Right? Incredible. They were yep. supposed to be that team each year that was. It was going to be Miami and Florida State in the ACC championship game every year. That's yes. what everyone was that's saying. What, that's what they were thought. And that's what they happened. thought it was going to be. Yeah. No. Never happened. Not, not even close. That is, uh, that's crazy. Hey, still a few minutes left. If you want to jump in, uh, 864-654-7627. This is always kind of my catch-all segment where I've scrounged through Twitter and I drop all this weird stuff on Richmond and he makes fun of me for it. Um, This is something that we can all be thrilled and excited about. CBS has revealed its 2020 Masters broadcast plan. Have you seen this, Richmond? I have not yet. On Saturday, the third round will end around 5.30 as a lead-in to LSU Alabama. That's perfect, right? On Sunday, the final round will end between 2 and 2.45 prior to the late afternoon NFL games. So Saturday, you'll have Masters all day with LSU Alabama that night. Sunday, you've got the Masters, and then you can watch the, uh, the late games in the NFL. One of the positive upsides of all the cancellations in COVID is that's going to be a tremendous weekend to remember on an Augusta National course that will be brutal. I mean, the wind blows really hard in Augusta. And if it's like 39 degrees with a crosswind, I bet they're going to grow that rough out in November. 
it's going to be a be it's going to be a beast. I cannot wait. And there's so and there's so many people out there that are so excited because they want to see these pros struggle. Yes. Right? And they don't want to see, you know, minus 20 and those type of scores. I mean, they, they want to see plus one wins, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, after four four rounds. I, I'm excited about it. Obviously, just from the perspective of it's the Masters uh, and that they were able to somehow get it in because there were still questions, you know, was the Masters going to be played? Were all of the... Uh, all of the events yes. with the PGA, were they going to be mm-hmm. able to get their schedule in? And obviously, you know, from a COVID perspective, that golf is is completely different. And, you know, the fans being there is not as impactful as I think some of these other sports, obviously. But yeah. there is an aspect. You still miss the fans even in golf. And even, you do. It's you know, been the, really weird. Yeah, the Tour Championship, because I was, I was watching it this weekend, it is, or and especially on Monday, it reminded me that can you imagine how it would have been different that year Tiger made that run in that big gallery behind him yes. where I thought Tiger was going to be in trouble. That mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be mobbed by people and they weren't. That kind of happened to be again with Rory last year. Yeah, too. and how sure there's nobody. How different that would. F- that would have felt if Tiger, because we talked about that for days about the crowd with Tiger mm-hmm. and, it, and not to have that, uh, it just seems weird. Yeah. Um, Masters is my favorite sporting event, bar none of all of them. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with the course this year. And uh, that'll be a fun weekend because you'll have college football, NFL, and uh, you'll have the greatest uh, golf tournament in the world. Yeah. So well, and even good. tomorrow night, and that's a yeah. We've got a lot of sporting events going on tomorrow. Yes, uh, tomorrow you got NBA, you got mm-hmm. NFL, uh, you got college football as well. When uh, Miami kicks off, you know, with the ACC. So yeah. why would you put an ACC game up against the start of the NFL? Yeah. Why, why wouldn't they have played that game on Friday night? That, that boggles my mind. So Miami will be playing when probably not a ton of people watching tomorrow night. So uh, that was one of the other things on my list here. So you've got uh, Texans versus Chiefs tomorrow night. You've got Deshaun with the nice uh, new contract. Patrick Mahomes with the nice new contract. Uh, Chiefs will be favored in this one. Texans lost Nuke in the offseason. It's going to be interesting. What are your thoughts on the ball game tomorrow night? You know, I think Chiefs are the best team in the NFL, even with a shortened training camp, you know, preparation, all of that, Chiefs are just mm-hmm. too talented. Yeah. Uh, I, and unfortunately, I I could see this being somewhat of a blowout with the Chiefs. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it'll be closer than that. You've got Sammy Watkins on the Chiefs. Uh, it's going to be interesting for Dorian O'Daniel this year. You know, this is a contract year for him, essentially, right? His rookie year deal is up. He's really been special teams just about only. He's been getting into some of the other games. I mean, he's really got to prove himself this year if he wants to get that next contract, which is where you can really make your money in the NFL. He'll be out there for uh, for the Chiefs as well. I think this game will be closer. I mean, I, I just – this will be a true test for Deshaun this year. I don't think that the Texans are as good. Uh, you can't lose Nuke and get better, right? But it also – when they, when, they, so. when they paid Deshaun this week – you now understand why they didn't pay Nuke. They couldn't have paid both of those guys. No. So you had to let one of them go. I just think you could have gotten a lot more for Nuke when you let him go to the Cardinals. I think so, too. But I did feel better about Nuke leaving when I saw Deshaun 
getting paid and then Nuke turning around and getting paid this week as well. That's right. So both of them got paid. <laughs> and, and you knew that's ultimately that's what was going on is that Nuke felt that his value was going to be too much for the Texans and wanted out. Yeah. Uh, and they were scrambling, trying to figure out a, a way to make it work that it, they could at least get something. I, I still think again it was a bad trade for oh. the Texans in terms of the value that they got back. Yeah, they, they could have gotten more than that. So I think it'll be closer. This will be a true test for Deshaun this year. You know, a lot of people wanting him to leave, not believing in Bill O'Brien. I, I just think the game will be closer than people think. Now, the last time these two teams played was the Sunday before the national championship game. And I watched this game in a hotel room in New Orleans, getting prepared for it. And we'd flown down to like the crack of dawn that morning. So I go to sleep and it's like 28. I fall asleep in the hotel room. And I want to see it was 28-7. Or 28-3 Texans, remember? They were way ahead. I, I thought they were, were they up 24 to 24-7? Seven, seven, they were way, they were up yeah. three, three plus scores. I go to sleep, I wake up an hour later and they're behind. I'm like, what, a, <laughs> what on earth? I mean, I felt like I'd slept for 19 hours and they were behind. So we'll all be pulling, well, I'm assuming, most of us will be pulling for the Texans tomorrow night. That should be good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bet against Deshaun Watson anytime. I, I would say that, but I, I just feel the Chiefs are... Too much of a oh, I agree. A, a, good, a better team. Yep. And then uh, I'm a Redskins fan. If this is your first time watching, you feel bad for me. I'm still calling them the Redskins. I know. I'm a Washington football team fan. We're going three and thirteen this year. Maybe one and four. I'd rather win two and get Trevor Lawrence for next year. What are your What are your Cowboys going this year? What, what do you think they're going You're to You're going to tell me eight and eight again? We got people. <laughs> I've seen so many people putting the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, which I think is just a colossal joke that I can't believe it. Do you think no. they're a Super Bowl team this no, year? No, they're not. Everybody's putting them in the Super no. Bowl. Well, it, it's funny because I did see uh, some type of simulation. Somebody ran a simulation for the entire season. I think I saw that same one. Okay. Yeah. And they had the Cowboys uh, finishing at nine and seven. Which that's what okay. I, I yeah, that's about right. mediocre, mm-hmm. that, right? That's that's basically what they do every single year, and that nine and seven team making it to the Super Bowl and losing to the Chiefs. <laughs> did they win the division at nine and seven, or did the Eagles win the division? Do you remember? Uh, I think the Eagles won the division because okay. by uh, they split, but the Eagles ended up winning uh, okay. based on the tiebreaker. Yeah, my son back here behind us is a big Eagles fan, so that makes for some interesting Sundays at the house as well. They'll be playing yeah. each other this weekend, so we'll. Uh, We'll see what happened. All right, folks, that is a wrap on uh, what was episode number 52 and a reboot of season two here of the Mark Childress Show. Hope you enjoyed it. Really appreciate you all on the radio side and also all of you that joined us on Facebook. We'll be here Wednesday night, 7 to 9, for the remainder of the calendar year. Really excited to be hanging out with you all. Ramona and Evan back at Mission Control in Clemson on the radio side. Thank you all for your help. Faxon and Drew here. We appreciate your help as well, making the Facebook side work. Mr. Richmond Weaver? Yes, sir. I appreciate you, my man. Of course. It was good to see you. Same here. Uh, you can catch Richmond on a pregame show this weekend before uh, the Clemson game. I'll be on the Tiger Tailgate Show and Fifth Quarter Show on the radio network as well. If you miss us there, we'll see you next Wednesday. This has been the Mark Childress Show. Broadcasting live from the Priority One Security Studios, WCCP 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT, 1560 Cowpens, 97.5 Spartanburg, the Upstate's number one choice for sports. We are the Roar.
live. He's nationwide on CBS Sports.